Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Playing Around. It's Paige, Pro Tour. Tori, how are you doing today? Well, I actually played tennis and I can't lift my shoulders. (laughs) I saw Tori change, she had to change shirts really fast and she literally could not put her arms over her head or put her shirt on it was a sad sight to see but you're athletic like you were an athlete what is going on tennis is not my sport first of all (laughs) also everyone kept dming me and being like oh are you and like Paige playing i'm like you guys do you really think i would set myself up for failure like that no i'm mad at you because you were on a golf course without me yeah oh my gosh i went to vintage which I guess is like a very nice golf course. I had no idea what was happening. But um, I felt like I was on Jurassic Park. Tori put up a story and she's like, wow, when did golf courses get so cute? <laughs> it's so pretty. I'm like, okay. So I heard the initial buy-in to be um, in the club, like the country club, is $3 million. So a yeah. million goes to flowers right <laughs> off the bat is what I've realized. I'm like, this is ridiculous first of all no one needs this I was judged left and right like I'd be like oh, they'd be like oh you can't wear those leggings or like oh too colorful I was like I am trailer trash compared to these country clubbers second of all who has three million to throw throw it my way if that's what you want but well now you know yeah. how I feel always going to country clubs and I'm like should I be wearing this like no I'm gonna get kicked out it's so <laughs> stressful even like because I was there with like they're they're kind of like my family and it was their two boys are like amazing at golf and they'd be like Tori you really you really shouldn't wear that I'm like a 13 year old is telling me I can't wear this and I'm not dressing crazy but like just leggings and like an athletic top and they're like mm, no you should really put on a collar I was like you're like, but Paige said this was okay. And they're like, yes, never take fashion advice from Paige. <laughs> right. I was like, I haven't worn a collar since like school pictures in like the second grade when like my mom <laughs> dressed me. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm not cut out for this life. Give me the well, alcohol. Yeah. Well, we love beautiful <laughs> golf courses. 
you would love the Hawaii swing that they're doing right now. So they just had the Sony Open, and Kevin Na won at 21 under, and I love Kevin Na. He's one of my favorite players. I've met him uh, a couple times. Super, super nice. Cutest little family. So anytime he plays well, I seriously cheer for him all the time because most people probably do know or don't know, Kevin Na has had a lot of issues on the golf course with the yips, and people mm. know mostly for being kind of a slow player because he just literally was standing over the ball and like couldn't pull the trigger and anyone who has played <laughs> golf and like has been in that situation it's the worst feeling in the world you feel so helpless so for him to get over that and he's been having a pretty good run now for the last couple of years so always great to see Kevin Na winning or at the top of the leaderboard I won't lie I did watch a little bit of this first question didn't we just do this in Hawaii so they have it's they do like a Hawaii swing, a West Coast swing, and then like an East Coast swing. And so it's just easier for the guides because if they're like, okay, okay. we're going to go to Hawaii and then we're going to go play in the East Coast and then now you have to go to the West Coast. So they just try to do it kind of all together. So they'll just go up and down um, the states and hit different places. So it's pretty okay. cool how they do that. And so you always kind of look forward. It's like I love the West Coast swing a lot. And that's when they play it like at Riviera where we actually did some of our podcast yes. episodes, like the very first ones. Um, so I, I really enjoy the West Coast swing a lot. I'm looking forward to that. And the second of all, who was the golfer who was wearing a bucket hat? Because I fell in love with him. I was like, golfers and bucket hats? Let's make that a thing. I loved it. A couple of them actually wear, and that's kind of like their signature look. But I love a good bucket hat. I think people <laughs> hate on it all the time. But I I think they just look so cool, so cute. Especially it's like on so girls, cute. too. Yeah. I don't know. Those are my only two takeaways from the tournament. <laughs> it was... I wouldn't say it was a boring tournament. There was a lot that was going on. It came down right to the end of it. It was interesting, but I think it was overshadowed by two big stories in golf, one being the Justin Thomas uh, controversy that has been going on, and then also the Tiger Woods doc, which part two came out last night, Sunday night, the 17th. So we'll first cover Justin Thomas because it it disappeared for a little bit. Um, Obviously, if you guys aren't sure what happened um, during the Tournament of Champions, he said a homophobic slur after he missed a putt. He apologized for it. Didn't really receive that much backlash. It seemed to disappear. And then um, Ralph Lauren released a statement saying that they are... This was a confusing statement. So (sighs) they said that they're parting ways, but the end of the statement, they said we would like him to do the possible work so we could repartner again, which I was actually a little bit irritated by. Really? I I, I was, because if that was what they wanted, I feel that you need to stick by your the person that you're working with and help them through this process it's either you are parting ways and you never want to work with them again because that's your moral ground that's what you're sticking to or you're going to help them through this process they have been working together for a very long time and if they wanted to work with him again it's like don't just abandon him when he probably needs you most to educate them and help you through this. It's like, why does he have to be to do this like on his own? I just, for me, that was just a little bit weird. But if you're investing, let's say a $3 million, $5 million contract with him for a year and he doesn't handle it better. He says another racial something or uh, homophobic or, or whatever next, wouldn't you kind of be like, hey, I want to see how you handle this situation. And then like, we totally want you to redeem yourself. And then we'll partner back up with you. 
But I feel like that's maybe a private conversation that you should have with him and maybe not put out that whole statement. It just seemed a little odd to me because when a company puts out a statement like that, that, that's the first time I've ever seen a company be like, well, maybe we'll consider it again. It was just a little weird in my opinion. Yeah, but I think that if, again, just speaking on the other half, like I think if they were to release a statement, be like, we're really, you know, we're we're separating, we're going our own ways, and then let's say by next year, they're like, hey, we're endorsing them again, they'd be like, whoa, what are you doing? You're going back on your words. So this way they're at least allowing it, being like, we're totally willing to accept him like growing and developing, but we need to see it first before we resign, versus being like, Parting our ways, dead silent, then signing again, you'd be like, so they really didn't care. I think the the right idea was there. It just wasn't executed yeah. the yeah. right way. And it's obviously a very touchy subject for a lot of people. And it the announcement from Ralph Lauren did, was not well received by the golf community. And it was a little bit rough to read all of the comments online. It feels really? like it kind of shows you how far we still need to go. But they were more disappointed that they pulled the contract, you're saying, from the community? Yeah, they were saying, like, he apologized. He did everything that he needed. And it's like, stick by your guy if you do want to still work with him in the future. Or, like, (sighs) maybe they could have done a campaign together. Maybe they could have done something to, you know, make it better. And I just... It was weird the way it was. And I'm not saying that they should not have dropped them. I think as a company, you have the right to do whatever you want to do. If it you don't feel like someone is representing the brand in the way that you think that they should be representing the brand, then they do have every right to um, drop you. I mean, I was dropped because I said something inappropriate online that they felt didn't match up with their company. And so I, I have been dropped for something that I have said. And although I did not think it was fair because it was just a sexual innuendo, mm. it's... It, they didn't take it that way, and they thought I was talking about wieners, but I wasn't. So, but I, but again, it's like it's their prerogative, and if they felt like I wasn't a good fit for the company, then they could drop me. You can't right. blame the company for doing that. Again, it was just the way that I think the announcement was put out there, and the way it was worded just didn't quite sit right with me. I get what you mean on that. I do. Also, I want to clarify that I do know that it's the LGBTQ plus community. When I was heated last week, I kept saying LBGTQ plus. So my apologies for that one. But again, I I hope that um, Justin hasn't made any more statements or um, hasn't come out and done anything different. So I think we're all just kind of waiting to see what his next move is and what he's going to do. I think he's in a really hard place because if let's say he does do something, a lot of people are going to say, well, one, you didn't need to do that. And then I think people are also going to say, if you do something, you're only doing it because you lost a sponsor. So I feel bad for him in that sense where it's like, what do you do after a controversy? How do you handle it? How do you go from there? So I'm wishing him the best. Again, I really hope that he can use his platform. I wish... Ralph Lauren stuck by him, stood by him, and maybe helped it. it helped him, like I said, maybe doing a campaign. They could have mm-hmm. come together, raised a lot of money, um, given it to a foundation in need. There's so many things that could have come out of this, and I just don't know how it's just been handled. I mean, I am learning this as a whole new world, just like how easy people are quick to pull just because it is golf. And, I mean – the tiger documentary really highlights that a lot. I mean, he's like the king of scandal, you know, and like he lost endorsements. And so if tiger's losing endorsements, everyone else is going to lose endorsements, you know? 
Yeah, I think we should definitely talk about the Tiger Dog because we talked about part one and I I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. I felt like it gave you an insight to his childhood and how he was raised and his parents and some of the things I, I didn't really know and I, I enjoyed it. And then part two came out, which covered all of the scandals and it was... It really rubbed me the wrong way, honestly. I I get the criticism about the doc now. It just made me uncomfortable. I felt really bad for Tiger. I just felt like some of the things that they put in there were so unnecessary and were just put in there for drama and for to be trashy. But what things were they? The details about the affairs. Mm. When they were talking about the Perkins Diner waitress and, you know, the comment about the tampon. Oh, and that, that I just felt so like that rough. was unnecessary. And then to see the guy who worked for the National Enquirer be so happy about it yeah. really made me cringe and made me so uncomfortable that someone could be so joyous watching someone's life spiral. And I think anyone looking at Tiger could see, and, and this doesn't go for him, this goes for all of these celebrities that you've seen gone. Yeah. Just, they need help. They need help. And the fact that National Choir was like blackmailing him and really just making his life hell. Of course, obviously he wasn't doing what he needed to do and he messed up. But again, for someone to take so much joy in someone's pain really, really bothered me. So I... <sighs> What's really funny is that you said part two made you not like it. And for me, part two made me like, like the documentary. And for the reasons it was able to highlight. So part of the thing Paige is talking about the tampon, basically Enquire, Esquire, whatever it is. I like now I'm like over them. They just suck. But they, they found that he was having an affair with a girl in the diner. And there's um, a scene where they show them following them into like a parking lot and um, one of the reporters literally picks up a tampon that she discards while they're having sex. And they were following him for months. Months. Months on and, months. And that's, like, creepy to me that but they were it, doing that. It brought light to you of, like, he literally, every move he made, someone was watching him. Yeah. Like, every move. So it's almost like, for me, it brought healing of being, like, no wonder why he just wanted to escape in Vegas. No wonder why he wanted to escape with a diner girl. Like... It, it was just... He just wanted to feel mo- he like wanted, normal in that one moment. And I think that's why he kept going for these girls that, you know, right. weren't super famous celebrities. I think he just wanted to have, like, a normal life. And anyone would want that. I don't think anyone would ever want to be living in a fishbowl with cameras on you 24-7. Always feeling like you're that? being watched. Like, how paranoid would you be if you feel like someone is always watching you, has a camera on you at all times, 24-7. That is terrifying. It's terrifying. And my, my question to you is, um, we come to find out he has, like, further affairs. One of the ones is the girl who speaks on it. What was her name again? I forget. I, I don't know how to say her last name, even though I said it, like, 20 times. But Rachel <laughs> Uchilech or Uclech? Something or, like that. Like I don't know. Yeah, like, he even said he loves her at one point, you know? But do you think... His marriage was already crumbling, and that's why he was seeking other things. Because at one point, he tells her, you're the only person who asks me question. My wife, Elin, does not. Do you think that marriage was already deteriorating, and we, he, we just never saw it, and so that's why he was having an affair? Or do you think he honestly just like wanted to just alleviate a lot of his stress or just feel human? 
Well, no one knows because Tiger and Elon were not on the dock. So it's really hard to just take one side. And maybe he did say that. Maybe he didn't say that. And it's, mm. I, I don't Great know. Point. And that's what's so hard. And I think that's where a lot of the crit- criticism about this came from. Because with The Last Dance, you had Michael Jordan speaking about it firsthand and Dennis Rodman and talking about it. And so you heard their side of the story. And although I would love for Tiger to one day talk about that, why would you want to continuously no. yeah. relive this trauma that you had to endure and I didn't like seeing the footage of him high driving and in the oh. jail cell. Like, that was heartbreaking for me to see. And I feel like they could have talked about it without showing that footage again in the mugshot. It just made me feel so bad for him that he had to live this life that he clearly did not want to be living at a certain point. He started doing marine training, anything he could to escape the situation that he was in and multiple times talked to his caddy Stevie saying, I don't want to do this anymore. But when you have that much pressure from your, from your peers, from the outside fans, from your endorsements, it's, it's suffocating. It is yeah. suffocating, and I I even know because sometimes I feel that way, and I don't even live anywhere near to where Tiger was. Mm-hmm. And I, I sometimes I'm like I feel stuck, and it's like yeah. I don't know if like I'm in this contract for this many years, and now it's like this, and people are expecting this, and it's like you can never feel like you can mess up. You're constantly on edge about what you can say. You are always looking around. People are looking at you, judging you, and so. That's just, like, me living a, a, a pretty normal life compared to what Tiger is living. So I just felt totally. so heartbroken. I cried a couple times watching it because I felt like he didn't have anyone. He didn't have any friends. He didn't have anyone there to right. pull him back up and to be there for him or to tell him, like, it's okay. You're not any less of a person if you decide to not play golf anymore. And totally. it's just it was tough to see. I, I really hit – I have it written down. I really hit – a hard point with um, the chairman of Augusta. I think his name was Billy. He said, Tiger disappointed all of us, but more importantly, our kids and our grandkids. Our hero did not live up to the expectations of a, a role model we sought for our children. And I literally was sick to my stomach. Sick to my stomach. The hero, like he's not Superman. And the fact of like, he let down our children. It's like, no, take that lesson and being like, hey, people are human. That was disgusting to me. It just made me like sick to my stomach watching that because they're treating Tiger as if he committed an insane crime. Of course, what he did was wrong. But do you think any of those guys sitting in the room have lived a perfect life? They're squeaky clean. They just didn't get caught. They didn't get caught. Absolutely not. And so for them to sit there and condemn him and say all of these things about his character, when Tiger is golf, he's the sport. He is the reason why you're making millions of dollars on ticket prices and the way you can upcharge everything is because Tiger is in the field. And the way that media constantly brought him down and profited off of his failures, his personal failures in his personal life, it's, that bothers me so much. 
It, it just really makes me upset. And then when he does well, it's all about Tiger again. And it's like, did totally. you realize that you put his mugshot on front page and said all of these horrible things about him? And now you're talking about how he's back and how excited you are for him to be back? Like, how fucking dare you? How I, dare you do that? I agree. And it's like, they show the footage of him making his comeback. You know, I think what was like 11 years later or something like that. It might be totally off on that timeline. But he comes back and plays the most insane game. And like just telling him the story the way they do. I was like, I fully am a golf fan because of Tiger. Like, I don't know anything else about golf, but I know Tiger and I want him to win. Which I'm like, no one can do that for golf. You know, like you see him in mass crowds around him. And I'm like, those crowds hated you at one point And now they love you again. It's just like this poor guy. You can't escape it. No, I will Ugh. say he does seem happy and I liked how they finished it on a high note with him winning the Masters but again there is just so much trash in there that didn't need to be in there and I just feel bad for his kids watching that or you know him knowing that that's out there I would never want anything like that about me or you know profiting off of my mistakes or my failures because we're all going to mess up at some point in our lives and I just feel like we need to be more understanding and less People were, like, it's sick to think about how happy people were that he was struggling so much. Loved it. They loved it. They loved it. And, and even ha- the the late night jokes and that also, like, when Dean Fallon was talking and Jay Leno, it made me, like, not like them either because it's like, what if that happened to you? You know, you, you should be understanding because you also live a similar life of having cameras on you all the time. Totally. How, how can you just stand there and make fun of this? Like, this is someone's life. And for Elin and the paparazzi, when he's when she's holding her babies and the things that they were saying to her, it, it just, ugh. Well, yeah, they even demonized her. They were like, you know, oh, she's you're a gold this, digger. Yeah. yeah, and like, you're going to be nothing now that you don't have Tiger. Yeah. I do have one more golf question before we wrap this Tiger segment because I'm just intrigued at the caddy life. There was a point where basically T- Tiger said he's taking a break and so his his caddy went to work with another one of his golfer friends. Two days before the tournament, he calls Tiger or Tiger calls him and says, hey, listen, if you go to him, we're done. Do you think he cut him off because he just knew he had to start over and like reevaluate all of his friends that didn't know so much? Or do you think that it was just like a test of loyalty? Like, I don't really know what goes down between a caddy and a golf player. But where do you think Tiger's brain was in that moment of being like, no, like I was going to be gracious, but now I'm not. And I need to see this because either you know too much and I want you out and this gives me a reason. Or this is a test of loyalty. I think it's a test of loyalty just to see if he would be there for him no matter what. I do I think it's right or wrong? I can't answer that. I just think that's what he wanted his caddy to be his caddy and no one else's caddy. And maybe in his mind, he's like, we've been through so much and I really hope that he can stand by me during this time. But from Stevie's point of view, he said he didn't hear from Tiger's camp and he had yeah. no idea what was going on. And Am Scott was a friend and he thought that he would forgive him if he did do it. And so he ended up counting for Adam Scott. And Stevie said that there was no communication after that. Like they never spoke ever again. And that was kind of a common theme where he seemed to cut a lot of people out of Mm -hmm. his life. And a lot of people seemed really upset about just losing a friend. And even they talked about 
the reason that it was so bad with the affairs is that it wasn't just like a hit it and quit it. He was having relationships and these girls were falling in love with him. And so I think there's just some like this magnetic effect with Tiger Woods that once yeah. you meet him or know him, you feel like this special bond. And there was something that Rocco Mediate said about Tiger that like when you're around him, it feels different. And I can completely agree with that. I have been lucky enough to meet and be around and play golf with um, some of the biggest celebrities in the world. Totally. And when you're standing around Tiger Woods, there's this aura about him. He feels different than any other person that I have ever met in my life. I don't know if it's the charisma, that it factor, but he does. He feels special. It's just this energy that he has that is so different than any other person I have ever met in my entire life. It's such a weird feeling that I can't even describe, but he just feels like special and different. And it's this aura that is so powerful that you you just like don't know how to act. I, I mean, you feel it through the screen. So I couldn't imagine being next to him. I mean, I, I don't, I barely even watch golf. And yet even speaking about Tiger, I'm like, it feels like a spiritual experience. You know, he's just, he's not human. He's human, no. but he's not human. People are like, he's godlike. <laughs> and in a weird way, you're like this, yeah. you, you feel, like you feel it. It is yeah. bizarre. It's the weirdest thing. And I, 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 again, I can't describe it, but there's just something different about him. And I am happy that he seems to be happy now. Right. And... You know, he seems to have his life back on track. It was, again, this goes back to watching him with his son, Charlie. That was such an amazing moment. And I really hope that we can all just focus on the good and just forget about that. Leave it in the past. I don't want anyone to talk about it anymore because it doesn't matter. I mean, he has overcome so much and what he's done has been truly spectacular. And he does so much for the game. And I feel we need to respect him more than we have in the past with the media and the way that people talk about him and use him for clicks and money. And let's just be thankful that we were lucky enough to watch him play golf and see him in our lifetime. Truly. I mean, amen to that. Well, we're going to take it from one goat to maybe the next. I mean, we have this guy, Kevin Pond. He hit a condor, which is a two on a par six, which is one of the rarest scores in golf. So we're going to talk to Kevin next. I'm excited to hear all about this little two that he had. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. 
You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Kevin Pond joining us today who hit one of the rarest shots in golf. You had a condor, which is a a two on a par six. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay, I need to know all about this. What course were you playing? How long was the hole? What did you have in? Tell me all the details. So I hit a driver off the tee. Um, I played this course um, several times. It's Lake Chabot in Oakland. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a par 72. This course, I just want to let you know, it's it's the quirkiest course <laughs> around that I that I played. I mean, it's in the Oakland Hills. It's beautiful up there. I, I mean, they have the par six. They have other holes. You're hitting down into a, a par three, into a ravine. I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful course. Um, it could be challenging because you're playing in the hills. So your lies are, um, are challenging. So anyways, um, that day I was, um, we, my friend and I were practicing for a two person scramble that Saturday. So uh, I usually play from the blues, but I played from the whites that day because I just wanted to dial in on my clubs. And um, I was just playing bit, uh, better than usual. I, I score well there um, compared to other courses because I played the course a lot. I know like all like how the greens break and where you want to be on the fairways. So um, I was like five over going into that 18th hole. Um, I was, you know, playing well. And anyways, um, on that hole, you um, hit a drive, you hit your drive. So the holes um, from the whites, um, 649, and it goes out about 250 approximately and then it goes down like another 300 yards about and then you're going uphill um to the green uh from about 100 yards or so so anyways i hit my drive i i gave it extra on that because you know (laughs) you want to get to the hill right (laughs) you want to get to the hill i always i i love that hole and I hit a slight draw. So dog, once you get to the hill, it goes out to the left and it catches the hill. And I'm not sure if you've seen a picture of that hole. It's it's like all over right now. <laughs> it, there's a cart path that zigzags down because it's so steep. 
and um, I, I hit the drive. And usually after you hit your drive, it's like a moment, like you're driving your cart. I always, I, I like to walk, but it's so hilly on that course. We always um, take the cart. And when you're driving your cart down there, you're just hoping you see your ball out there because <laughs> once it gets down, it's, you just don't know where it's You going. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't know. And um, so my friend and I, we um, drove out there. We found <clears throat> his ball uh, just right on the edge there. And then um, I'm looking, I'm always usually looking about a third to halfway down the hill. That's where I usually am. And that's anywhere from about 150 to 200 yards out. Okay. So we go out there and I don't see my ball. And I purposely <laughs> hit a yellow ball. And there was these people in front of us down at the bottom. And they were 100 yards out. And then if you get to the bottom, it's flat. Um, and a lot of balls end up there, usually after your second or third shot. And so the guys drive away on their carts. And, and my friend notices, he goes, hey, there's a yellow ball down there. <laughs> and I was like, no way, is that it? So we drive down there and my ball has a little black dot on it. So I knew it was mine. And um, yeah, it was just the best drive ever for me at least. So we're not sure because I see a lot of things in the media. It's like becoming fiction almost like <laughs> the telephone. It kind of evolves. The story of the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um so anyways, we're not sure if it hit the cart path or a sprinkler, but one thing I could say is it was very dry that day. You know, we're in the, um, it, was, it hasn't rained in like over a month mm -hmm. and the ball was rolling. You just noticed like even on the greens, the greens were super fast. So the conditions were dry. I think that helped, but I'm not sure why it ended up like at least 50 to 100 yards farther than normal that the ball ended up there. Um, what's really cool about this whole score is I never saw the ball come to a rest on either shot. <laughs> so that that's the drive. So it was just down there, we saw it. So how far do you think you hit that drive? Uh, I was down to the um, 100 marker. Jeez. So it was 649 minus about 100. So it's about 550. And, and that's mean, like half of it was roll. I mean, I, you know, that's physically impossible. You cannot hit a, well, I, I don't know, these long drivers contest. I mean, but yeah, it's just, it was just crazy. I mean, that that even happened on that shot. So you had a hundred yards in, what'd you hit? <clears throat> I hit a pitching wedge. So this okay. is the next shot. It's uphill about a, a blue pin in the back. It's two tiered. So it was in the back and I know like, um, I mean, that day I was thinking, God, you don't want to be behind the pin, but I was just playing aggressively. I mean, that's kind of my nature. I just like shoot right at it. And I knew it was 110 uphill, it was a pitching wedge for me. And I hit the shot um, and it lands. And then, so there's, I'm still not sure in front of us, there's three or four people chit-chatting and they like started like screaming and clapping <laughs> and then there was the marshal behind her that was like our other witness 
and like these uh, three uh, senior ladies and they were like screaming and clapping and bowing. And my friend looks at me and goes, did it go in? And I'm like, I have no idea because you only <laughs> see the top of the flag. Yeah. So we drove up there to the, and uh, my friend was like off the green, his white ball. And I didn't see mine, but the guys, as soon as we pulled up, he says, look in the hole. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe what just happened. Well, it's probably good you had all the witnesses there because no one would believe that story. If you're like, oh, I just hit a 500-yard yeah, drive and like that made, made it too. Yeah, it sounds like it could be like totally made up. But yeah, I, I people are saying like, if you were by yourself, they would never believe that no. story. <laughs> but yeah, there were people there. Um, thank God. I mean, otherwise I would have just said, yeah. But That's yeah, awesome. And just, it's just, just crazy. How has it been with all of the media attention that you're getting now? You're doing interviews, you know, my podcast, and it must be crazy that you're like, I'm just a normal guy that hit this amazing shot. Now everyone wants to know about it. Exactly. I mean, like two shots just like kind of changed my life for, you know, the last couple weeks. I mean, it's just different. Um, it's, it's just like crazy. I mean, people like when I go to the golf course or if I'm walking around, they notice me. People want to take pictures. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. Yeah. So. Well, that's yeah. amazing. I love that story. And I want to thank you for coming on today and telling it. And I mean, you must have all the confidence in the world right now with your golf game. I'm playing better than normal let's put it that way <laughs> yeah i played um a two-man scramble here in uh, castro valley and um i had two eagles almost three actually in one in one round it's just i'm just hitting it very well right now you're on a roll i'm sure you're gonna make a couple hole in ones the next couple weeks but kevin thank you so much <laughs> for joining us today really okay. had so much fun talking to you appreciate it thanks for having me on Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> 
Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Tori, I have some good news. Okay. I am one to know as a Bills fan. Okay. <laughs> this is a big deal because I was stressing last week because I became a new Bills fan and Bills Mafia. They were very welcoming. Honestly, probably one of the best fan bases. <laughs> I'm literally choking. I can't. <laughs> like, you're so happy right now. I wish everyone could just see the smile. Like, you went to Twitter and they welcomed you. We don't Welcome get those me. stories often. <laughs> I have been a Steelers fan my entire life. For people who don't know, both my parents are from Pittsburgh, and I had no other choice but to be a Steelers fan. Right. And I've been very open about my Steelers love, even though I'm kind of harsh on them at times. And I never have received this type of love from the Steelers fan base, ever. And then I say, I'm a Bills fan, and they were like, you know what? We love you. We're going to welcome you in (laughs) and enjoy Enjoy Bill's Mafia. This is everything we have to offer. And I'm loving it. Loving it. And they won, which was great. I was okay. nervous. I'm a good luck charm. Now everyone thinks I'm a good luck charm, so we got to keep this going. Yeah, I love the that for you. The first time they are advancing since 1993, which is interesting because that was the year I was born. So it's like fate. This is meant to happen. This is the year. Okay, but question, like, I feel like you're actually getting really attached to the Bills. Does this mean you might become less of a Steelers just because, you know, you have now? This is, I feel like everyone hits this point of time in the sports realm. You've been born into a legacy. You've been born to be bred, bleed, everything Steelers. Then you hit a point in your life where you're saying, am I a Steelers fan? Was I just born into this? Do I even like them? You haven't been happy with quarterback in a minute. Your the coaches frustrate you. Is this now the time where you kind of have a breakup and you become a Bills fan? Yeah, I've put a lot of thought into that. And I feel that if you're once a Steelers fan, you're always a Steelers fan. And it would be really bad of me to completely abandon them. And I'm not that type of person. I am loyal. So Steelers have my heart, but right now the Bills are everything in my life. And it's it's going to be difficult. It is going to be difficult next year because I am really leaning towards the Bills. Like I'm saying, like the fan right. base is incredible, and I've never felt more welcomed in my entire life. So, you know, part of me is like, well, maybe. I mean, the Steelers fan base, well, they won't miss me one bit. And it's going to be a rebuilding year. I mean, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I might do it. But they – Beat the Ravens 17-3. Lamar Jackson got um, got a concussion, so he <sighs> out the game, which was un- unfortunate. I wanted 
to see like a really great game because I do like Lamar Jackson and I wanted him to do what he does best. But right. I mean, as a Bills fan, of course I wanted them to win. We also had the Bucks and the Saints 30 to 20. That's the only game I got wrong. So I wanted the Saints to win. Bucks ended up winning. It's okay, just that so game. annoying how good Tom Brady is. He's such a closer. He is such a closer. It's actually obnoxious because you can never feel confident if your team's playing against them. You're like, oh, we have a 50,000-point lead. Tom Brady's like, I see one touchdown difference. Like, he's just unfazed by anything. Well, it shows you how important a good QB is to the success of a team. And we have seen that both ways, especially at the end of the game, too, when it matters, having someone that you can count on is – so important to the success of your team and also just the leadership that they bring right and you know bringing the guys together making sure the morale is always high like I know. it's impressive to see how good he is he's the goat I mean he I, really is I, the greatest of all time but you're like putting two of the most like beautiful people talent wise together it was like I could cry thinking about it and especially post game when you see them Tom Brady and Drew Brees come together and like really acknowledge each other of just being like, hey, like we we put it out there and you talent recognizes talent. But then post post game, you see Tom Brady come out and like play with Drew Brees kids. It's just like I could cry being like, that is what football is about. It's like just great entertainment and then and then just family and and oh, I don't know. It was just so beautiful from the start to finish that I'm like, I wanted to watch it again. Yeah, I mean, you have to give them both so much respect, and Drew Brees being his last game that he's ever going to play. I mean, you could just see the pain in his eyes. He wanted to win it. I I thought they were going to pull it out, but it was it was it's hard to see him so emotional, and then he's moving on to the next chapter in his life. I know. And I don't think he'll – I think a lot of athletes struggle with that next chapter, but I think he's going to be more than fine. I heard he's probably going to do media, commentating, anything, and I think he'll be extremely good at that. So, I mean, he's going to be successful at whatever he does. I do have one question to throw you. If Drew Brees did win that game, who do you think would have really taken it between Aaron Rodgers and him? I mean, the Packers look so good. The Packers' defense is the, just unmatched yeah, right now. The, the Packers are amazing. So the Packers beat the Rams 32-18. I think the Packers are probably going to win the Super Bowl. Um, oh, Aaron really? Rogers just looks so good. I know. Uh, they, their team looks untouchable right now. It's like what we were talking about last week where it just looks so easy when they're playing. And he, he just has so much confidence right now. The team looks good. They look solid. They're almost unbeatable. I, I mean, I agree. So you think it would have been, you know, Packers versus Drew Brees. And then you think now, well, you're just picking, you're doing your picks right now. And I was going to throw it to you. We have Green Bay versus the Bucks. We have Bills versus the Chiefs. Who, who are your picks? We, well, Green Bay, but, you know. Well, so we got, I have Green Bay. And then let's just talk about the Chiefs and the Browns game because that was a very close game, 22-17. to 17, And a very scary moment with Patrick Mahomes getting hit and – I mean, he looked like me on a Saturday night in college. Like, he had no idea where he was. Just lights were out. Super scary to see. And, again, it goes back to having a good quarterback. When he was out of the game, the Browns took control of that game, and it looked like all momentum swung their way. And the Chiefs, luckily, thank God they pulled out because I hate the Browns. 
But it was close. Like, there was a second where I was like, the Browns are going to do it. Like, they are definitely going to win this game. I think it would have been a little disappointing. Um, But I do have a lot of fear of them advancing without Patrick. Um, I mean, their backup quarterback, I've never even heard them talk about the backup quarterback until now. We didn't have one throw in any playoff games. And so the first, like, couple of plays, he was running the ball, (laughs) doing anything he can. And he came came in clutch at the very end. He did. He did. But if the Chiefs don't have Patrick Mahomes, they're not going to win the next game. So I think out of all of them, Packers look the best, and they're my pick for the Super Bowl. Here we go. I'm right there Even with you. Even though I am a Bills fan, and I really want them to advance, and I want them to win, and if I'm calling it now, if they win, I will jump off something onto a table. I will do that. I will post it, and that will be it. <laughs> I like my boobs hurt just thinking about it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, do you – you definitely don't go feet first. You have to – I'm no. going to watch a ton of videos on the technique, but it's more of like a tuck and roll. So it's like right. your shoulder hits six. I'm definitely not going – Starfish. Yeah. Starfish. Definitely not. We're not doing that. So I think I'm just going to like kind of tuck it, roll, and have the shoulder hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've never really thought about the technique. I'm like, do you go like on your bottom? Do you go back? Do you go? There's a lot of things. You're going to have to definitely watch some game time film on that. Well, it has to be from a high enough spot too because you want to break the table. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Maybe off the top of a golf cart. Oh, Whoa. Uh, that seems high, but I am here for it. But the table's high. So if the table's high, it's probably about seat high for the cart, and then the cart's about up here. I think that's the perfect height. So that's what I'm doing. I, I, I'm, I'm just made up my mind. I'm going to do that. I cannot wait. Some way, somehow, Paige always makes it about golf. So another thing in the Browns-Chiefs game that we definitely have to discuss is that touchback rule. One of the worst rules in all of sports not just football I feel like there's not it's not a playoff game unless there's the most like controversial call on the face of the planet that determines the course of time everyone was livid about that call I mean walk me through what you think on your side of the end on your end of the I don't know you know what I'm asking so here's kind of why people dislike it and they say that it's too penal so in the field of play of the office fumbles the ball and the defense doesn't recover it before it goes out of bounds the offense retains possession at the point of the fumble um so had the ball gone out of bounds before it crossed the pylon then the browns would have had the ball at the one yard line since it crossed the goal line they lost the ball and the offensive team gets it back on the 20. So what I think they should do is they should have the, the ball needs to be placed at the point of the fumble. If no one recovers it then it doesn't matter where it goes out of bounds. So it, it it's just a stupid rule it needs to be changed and a, a lot of people are are upset about it. So I just don't know why it hasn't changed if it it's a problem. I will say, though, like, whenever something happens like this in the playoffs, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on what the call was for um, when the Rams were playing the Saints, like, two years ago. Mm-hmm. There was a really controversial call, and you couldn't uh, challenge – not a play, but it's like um, – Oh, you couldn't challenge a play, but it's like a specific play that happened. You can't, you, have, you can't challenge it, and now you can. So – I will give props to the NFL. Like, they do listen when things like this happen. So I wouldn't be surprised if by next year something changes. 
Yeah, and then she's that, and then also, like, roughing the QB. You can't even touch them anymore without getting a, a penalty, which, I mean, it's, it's football. Like, you know what you're getting yourself into. But then you see something like Patrick Mahomes. I know. Like, oh, that's, okay. that's where then my head went. That makes sense on why they can't do that. But still, it's like you touch them. They're like, oh, you can't do that. Can't touch them. But that touchback it, rule is not. I mean, it was fine because I don't like the Browns, but they got screwed over big time. Again, it's just every single team at one point in time in the playoffs experiences something that just really changes the course of the game. And it sucks that it's like due to like refing or a play or whatever. It's like, you're never going to have that. That's just part of the NFL that we all have to accept. There's going to be times where you're going to punch your TV screen and you're going to shatter it. Yeah. And like, you know, it's like, if it's not the Bills, it's going to be the Browns. Well, there's always rules, controversies going on in sports. I mean, you have the unwritten rules of baseball, um, the couple right, stupid right, rules in football. Right. Uh, you have golf, which, I mean, we've talked about this before, probably king of worst rules of all time. They're just yeah. so stupid, and they keep trying to, like, revise them and make them better, and they just make them worse. Right, right. I don't really hear a ton on the NBA, so I will say it's like – they have it together. I mean, I don't know if they have it together, but like, because their refing has been very controversial for like hundreds of years. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, uh, I think it's just so hard because there's just so many, like, football's just such a, there's a hundred men on the field, you know, and you just can't keep track or plan out each play. And Well, it's hard to see everything from every angle. That looks different from every angle. You know, when you watch it on TV, you see it from one side, it looks so like true. this. And then you see it from another side, and it looks like something completely different. So, but you don't want to slow the game down and have to review every single play with technology. But I, there should be a way that you can figure it out. But I almost, I know the rules are stupid, and I'm contradicting what I'm saying, but is that a surprise to anyone? But I almost yeah. like the fact that there are bad calls on both sides. Because that's how the game is yeah. played. You know, you, it can never be a perfect game, and you do get the luck and the bad breaks and the good bounces or whatever it may be for whatever sport you're watching. But that's, like, it's we call it in golf, it's the rub of the green. Like, you're either lucky, you need luck to win. It's not always just about skill, and I kind of like For sure. That. For sure. I mean, honestly, like, this Sunday, it's going to be the most insane games. It's it's going to be – it's just really going to be interesting. I feel like we'll we'll be reporting back on a very controversial call, especially against Green Bay and the Bucks. Like, there's just, there's no doubt about it. I'm so excited. Sunday I'm so football. excited too. Come faster. We had so many good games uh, this last week, so I cannot wait for Sunday to watch everything go down again. Uh, I mean, it's exciting. Go Bills. <laughs> go Pack. But okay, you know. <laughs> and what a perfect time to do some TNA. Oh wait. <laughs> Wait, but who do you, so you think it's going to be Green Bay? Sorry, I just want to get the answer. Okay, Green I'll Bay do our, versus. We'll, do our picks. we'll, we'll go okay. through the whole pick process. Then TNA. Okay, so Green Bay versus the Bucks. I think Green Bay is going to win. Bills versus Chiefs. It, it all depends on how Patrick Mahomes is doing. If he's playing and he's doing well, they're going to win. If not, then Josh Allen has it. I feel like there's no way he can come back. He, he looked. It was very scary. And it was weird, too, when he got hit and they kept showing it. It didn't look like it was helmet to helmet. It was almost like it was lower. And I don't know if it was the way that his neck was pulled and then he hit the ground. But I watched it over and over and it did not look 
that bad so it was weird to see that reaction that he had yeah. out, out out of the play because it didn't look like he got hit directly helmet to helmet oh i mean it's just it literally takes one weird hit to like a temple it could literally be like a like a a kickball that's soft but it hits you just right and you get a full-on concussion so it's just like i want to say the right timing but it's all the wrong timing you know yeah no, for sure. I, I've never had a concussion, but I've had the nick, the wind knocked out of me a couple times, and that is like, <laughs> just honestly terrifying. The worst. And when I was in gymnastics, I was doing uh, like a standing full, and I lo- I just lost it and landed straight on my back, and I could not breathe, and I'm like ooh, 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 dying. My coach was like, "Stop being a little bitch and get up." I'm like nine at the time. That's just like the gymnastics culture, and he was like, "Come." And I'm like crawling, like, <laughs> like doing like a like the backstroke on the ground, trying to like I can't move. I'm like trying to like get up, and everyone's just like watching me, and I'm like, I'm ten. Help me! My coach is leaving me here to die. <laughs> Pretty much, he's like, stop. You're being dramatic, and I'm like, <gasps> I can't breathe. <laughs> it's like knowing you just even for like a past year, we're almost to a year. I am like, I can fully visualize all of this. I feel like even our listeners are like, yep, we totally know you're like in your pink Leo, just on the floor, panicking, their world is over. It's yeah, crazy. I thought I was dying. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, on that note, uh, TNA? Let's do some TNA. Okay, this one is Pat. Oh, no. McAfee? Is this a golfer? <laughs> He's a kicker. <laughs> What kicker? Oh, 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 got it. Okay. But how do I say it? McAfee? McAfee. (laughs) McAfee. I feel like I got to emphasize that A, but I could totally be saying this wrong. So, so sorry, listeners. Please let me know if I am. Pat McAfee talked about kickers getting in their head. Am I saying this wrong? (laughs) What is it? I'm just going to let you roll with it. I think it's better that way. (laughs) Okay, then I'm going to have to go opposite McAfee. No, because it's there's no A. It's McAfee. But Okay. Okay, everybody. I don't know that MC automatically means Mac. I like the way you say it better, so let's just go with that. Well no. Oh, gosh. I have to act like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Pat McAfee talked about kickers getting in their heads and missing kicks and getting out of that. I was curious about how you got out of that headspace when you play golf. Still uh, wrong. <laughs> I said it wrong, McAfee? <laughs> oh, just leave me here. Leave me alone, everybody. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> well, um, I didn't do that well, hence why I'm not playing professionally anymore. Um, it, it's really hard, especially with golf, because it is so mental, and when you seem to make a big mistake it you spiral and then you get on a bogey train and I think one thing that really helped me was playing safe so when you start to hit bad shots you try to make up for it with miracle shots you're like okay I just made a bogey I really need to press to make my birdie 
And then when you do that, you tend to compound problems and then you try to pull off these shots that you've never tried before. And then you're like, oh, I just made a double. Then you made a triple. And then before you know it, you're seven over par through full four holes. And you're like, how did this happen? It's weird. It's almost like you black out and you don't know what you're doing or why it's happening. So I think you really need to like slow down the process and think one shot at a time. And I know that sounds so cliche, but I like to break up my holes into threes. And so on my scorecard, every third hole, I put a line down and so instead of thinking I have 18 holes to go I think in threes and that really helps me as well because you're not getting ahead of yourself and you're like okay well I'm seven over par through four and then I have to stay here if I do that then I'll break 80 and then that's when your mind starts to go so many different places but if you think three holes at a time it's like okay my goal is to play these next three holes at even par and these next three holes at one under or whatever it may be and so just try to think about it that way instead of thinking big picture and don't compound your problems so try to hit safe shots if you're not hitting your driver well don't hit your driver go down to your three wood hit something you feel comfortable with go for the center of the greens don't try to go for pins and usually if you do that and slow it down and focus on your breathing then you won't get ahead of yourself and have those you know blow up hole after blow up hole or get on that bogey train and that really helps me I love that like you're giving advice on like how to remain calm and yet you just fully were talking about having a meltdown in gymnastics. I, I think everyone knows that staying <laughs> calm is not <laughs> my forte. But the good news is that I've been to so many um, therapists and sports psychologists that I have all of this information. Right. I just couldn't apply to my own game, but hopefully everyone else can <laughs> apply it to their own game. Um, but I have the information. It is all up in my noggin. It's just <laughs> like a big bowl of spaghetti up there. Do as I say, not as I do. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. We talked about so many things, a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, I don't, I don't even Just be, you can just make it short. Okay. Because <laughs> it's hard, like we don't really know what we're talking about yeah. yet. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast and remember to email us at par at iheartradio.com and also message us on my Instagram account, which is playing around. So send us messages, questions, whatever you guys want. We'd love to hear from you and we will catch you next time. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. 
This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 